This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian. Yes. Welcome to the holiday oh, season. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Okay. It is. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, including the Philadelphia Marathon. Uh. We also need to get into surviving the holidays. Yes, this is once again your what, like fourth year in a row. All of the tips surviving the holidays, and yes, we say the word surviving because this is the time of year where it is supposed to be the most joyful, and sometimes it becomes. The most stressful. <laughs> yeah, the and... overspending, the overindulging, the, uh, you know, everything. Look, I, I've said this so many times. We survive things in life. Mm-hmm. One, we survive our families, we survive school, and we survive mm-hmm. our religion. <laughs> right? So this is like... All of them. I mean, not really school, but, you know, for, for the children and activities mm-hmm. and things like that that, that we have, that's our, that's our school. Um, but, but, yeah, so we've already survived that, so to speak. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did we? But um, the religion and the events and the festivities and the family that come hand in hand with the holidays. I mean, I don't know about the rest of you, but it is so peaceful and calm dealing with my family. <laughs> it is like rainbows and butterflies. No one ever disagrees. Uh, There's never any arguments. Yeah. Everyone gets along so well. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's like a Hallmark movie, right? <laughs> A Hallmark tragedy, more like. <laughs> right? We're just waiting for the guy to come into town, the, oh. the, the eligible bachelor with the flannel on, who's always so good around oh. other people's children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the great. Yeah, I know. Seriously. That's so awkward. Fucking creep. Get the oh, hell out of here. That's weird. I'd... Go chop wood somewhere else, you creep. Oh. Mm. <laughs> okay. So before we get into all of our holiday chaos, and again, 
we want to make this as valuable as possible. I know we're making light of it right now, but there are some actual real things that you can do to make the holidays a little bit less stressful and a little bit more enjoyable. A little bit less stressful, a little more enjoyable, and make it so that you do not fall into that bucket of, I'm just going to wait till New Year's until this is all over. Then I'll start back up again. Then I'll do that. You know, I don't even like, want to talk. We're going to talk later about resolutions because you need to quit them all. I hate resolutions. Yeah, no, 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 hate no doubt it. about it. No hate doubt it. about it. But, but it's not even resolutions. It's just they kind of – we'll get into it. Okay. Yes. So, Brian, first off. Yes. Rolling into the holidays, you annihilated the <laughs> Philadelphia Marathon last weekend. Yeah, that's right. So pumped. I was so excited for you that I actually <laughs> crashed a half marathon in New York. I saw that. I had that. to go. Yes, my I mom's been ill, blah, blah, blah. But I needed to clear my head and I went and crashed um, like one of my best friends. Five minutes before the, the race went off, I went up to the, like, the start and I saw her and I just like bent over and started stretching. And I'm like, excuse me, miss, <laughs> is this spot taken? And she's like, oh my God. So it was trails and it was... Did you screw up a race? No, it was one of the hardest races I've ever run. Not ever run, but it was hills and trails the entire time. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, I looked at her and I go, do you know, did you know that this was the course? She's like, no. She thought it was just a regular half, like a road half? I thought it was flat. I'm like, oh my God. It was, we were running up sand mountains. I'm like, this is, anyhow, I was, my, my energy though, Brian, was you. I was channeling all my energy out there. I was like, oh, I can't. All right. Wait. So now I have questions. Did you did you sign up for this race or did you just band it? Oh no no no! I I went that morning. I I just okay. rolled in and okay. signed up. And All right, fair enough. I didn't band it. Gonna holler at you. No no no! I never do that. You're a race director now. Never can't be do just that. be jumping in races. Respect. All right. Respect True. for the race directors. True. Which which is the festival of the c5k <laughs> yeah. in september everyone that, that one. yeah yeah yeah. Jersey okay Shore, Point Pleasant, we New need Jersey. it's all about you right now all about you so you've been training and you've been focused and you had your like i don't know i feel like i don't know if it's coming together or not i've and, been feeling that oh, way oh and then what happened take us up take us through the race okay take us through you had a good one conti no doubt about it 255 255 12s 255. Amazing. 255.12. You always got to say the whole time. Under Um, three hours, as always. Well under three hours, Conti. You you had a a coffee and a cigarette and waited (laughs) for everyone else to come in. (laughs) I had my uh, Philly hot pretzel by then. Mm. Uh, Yeah, Philadelphia Marathon. And and, uh, so going into this one, a little backstory here to this was that I was supposed to run the New Jersey Marathon, which was October. Mm -hmm. October of like 15, 16, somewhere around there. And they canceled that one, mm-hmm. right? So they said you can um, – uh, they canceled it for COVID reasons, but it turns out that wasn't really the reasons they were having some they, – they, the town wasn't wanting large crowds at all. Mm-hmm. And the police were fighting with the town, and at least that's the story that I got out of it. So they canceled the New Jersey Marathon. So I had been training for that since, you know, more or less uh, June, July – you know, putting in some work in, in some of the hotter months and, you know, was just kind of excited about that. And, and, uh, then the next thing you know, that's canceled. Um, they gave you the option of going to Atlantic city, which you ran, mm-hmm. right. Uh, which would have been the next day, but I am not real too keen on Atlantic cities 
you know, race. Period. Like, Atlantic City. Just no, Period. just the yeah, just the race <laughs> itself. I, you know, a lot of it's on the boardwalk. That boardwalk's pretty shitty. It's like not really all that like a great running surface. I'd rather run on roads if I'm going to run on roads. And and you know, just the size of the race. The real draw to New Jersey was I get to sleep in my own bed, mm-hmm. get to wake up. Just go to the race, run it, like everything's good. And, you know, they, New Jersey's normally run in the springtime, but with COVID and all, they they scheduled it for the fall because they missed the last year. So they canceled that. I didn't want to run New Jersey or uh, Atlantic City, it, you know, even though it would have been the next day and my training schedule would have kept mm-hmm. on. And one of the reasons for that was because I just wasn't feeling all that fit. Like I, my, I was training like usual and I, I like to focus on like one race at a time and I was really training and everything was just not working. It was like, why do you think it wasn't working now? No, it wasn't that it wasn't, it wasn't working like workouts that normally, like I know how they're supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. They were, I was struggling. I was struggling to hit the times in the workouts and I was just kind of struggling. I think a lot of it is because it was July and August and it was freaking humid and I just wasn't really um, feeling and, and, and usually like with the training, eventually it clicks right eventually you're like okay like you'll kind of run a benchmark workout and you know how it's supposed to feel and i was running the benchmark you know i ran a benchmark workout and it was a disaster like i was just i felt gassed i felt out of shape i hadn't raced in a while right because of covid i haven't really raced a marathon in since 2019 Mm -hmm. and that one didn't go well either so that's sticking in my brain and you know just trying to just feel my way through it and continue to train so when they canceled uh new jersey i said you know what philadelphia marathon is in november so instead of october i can kind of get like another four weeks training i can go back to the drawing board on some of this and i can continue you know to and just steal some extra time like Mm -hmm. it was almost a gift so and and so then i just kind of was shooting towards philly after that and still it just wasn't really going on down all that well. Um, you know, I have a have a racing weight. I wasn't at it. I'm over it. Uh, and I, you know, and I and I just kind of felt the workouts, and it just like was I was. It just like I went into the race with like a little bit of, you know, questioning where I was at. Honestly, most of the time you go in, you're like, all right, you do those workouts, you know where you're supposed to be, you know how it's supposed to feel, and you go, you know, to the starting line with some confidence. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it this time. I was like, I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. I've been training. I've been running hard since, you know, since June, July. And, but, you know, I just wasn't quite sure where everything was going to be. So it led me to not attack the race as I normally would. So normally if I'm trying to break 250, you know, I would run six minutes and 30 seconds Mm -hmm. per mile almost from the gun. Maybe I'll run the first two to three a little bit slower just to kind of get into the, the race. You don't really warm up all that much before a marathon, right? You know, like at 5K, you get a warm-up run, you get some miles in, you kind of get the blood going. In the marathon, you want to hold on to all that energy mm-hmm. so so you don't burn it. So I, I, um, I instead of going 630s, you know, or 635 in, in the beginning, I went 645. I said, you know what? This is probably where I'm at anyway. So let me just go there. And stay there for, you know, as long as I can. I run 645s today. And, you know, I got into it and it was freaking easy. But I knew it was easy, but I was early in the race. So I was like, don't, you mm-hmm. know, don't do anything stupid here. Just take your time. Be patient. 
These 645s feel good. If you run 645s, you'll run a very good time. That's like 256 something. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, I'd be happy with that. And, you know, and if, and if it's going, if I'm going to, you know, run out of, of steam, it's going to be because I ran too fast, not because I ran slower. Right. So I didn't lay up by any means. 645s is a decent pace. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing pace. It's <laughs> awesome. It's a decent pace. So uh, what happened was I was just kind of going through it, and I was like, you know, first half, 128-something, like, cruising. You know, so I'm right on that 156 kind of mark, a little, like, 156 and a half. I'm right there. And felt easy. Everything's cool, going smooth. So miles 15, I'm like, this is, you know, I I can run a whole lot faster than this. I mean, I felt great, but got 11 miles left don't do anything stupid yet mm-hmm. just be patient just be patient just be patient the way philly works too is that um you go like the last really 10 miles of it is out kelly drive and then back kelly drive you actually have like a hairpin turn like mm-hmm. one complete 180 in maniunk which is a wild scene because there's all there's kids there and they're all drunk and they're drinking and it's like just fun it's a party um so like that's a really kind of rowdy part of the course so um you know by the time i'm heading out kelly drive mm-hmm. um y- you know like miles 16 and i'm in a pack and everybody's just like cruising and i'm feeling good and you can feel the people in the pack that aren't feeling good at mm-hmm. that point and they're starting to struggle a little bit and then you get to mile 17 and i actually said to the pack i said single digits let's go you know we've got less than 10 miles to go nine miles like like, you know, everybody feel good? I felt fucking great. That's awesome. It was like not even like I was out for a jog at that point. So those 640s then turn or 645s turned into 640s there, mm-hmm. you know, but still knowing I got over 10K left. Right. You make the turnaround at mile 20 and you got actually, you know, one 10K left. Guy had a sign said, welcome to the many Yunks. Uh, many unk 10 k yeah so you know and then you got 10K. and at that point i'm like i cannot leave any of this out here right, right. like let's go it's party time and i was i started running 630s mm-hmm. like right there just cruising clipping off miles catching everybody because mm-hmm. at that point people are tired they're running you know they maybe started at 630s or 645s and now they're coming back because right. they're, they're starting to wear and i was it was like a video game like in the matrix running like fast, like, like crazy. And, uh, the name, you know, your name's on the bib. So it says Brian on, on my bib and, um, you know, people on the sidelines shouting out, Brian, <laughs> like you look good. <laughs> like you look really strong. Like uh, over, like more than 10 times people are like, Whoa, look at Brian, you know, here he comes. And, uh, I actually saw a girl that I know, a woman that I know who, um, at the turn, she was ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Really good runner. I've run some races with her. Uh, we've got mutual friends and like you know we're friends on Strava and all that stuff. I, I ran a, a half marathon with her a few years back, and she's a very good runner. And she, I knew her. her name's Kelsey. Her, she had never broken three hours for a marathon, and she's ahead of me. So I knew she was having a great day. And she was run. She ran Atlantic City. And dropped out uh, at like mile 16 or 18 or something. Her calves were cramping on her. So it just wasn't her day. I almost messaged her like then and be like, listen, consider it a long run. Get back. I'm running Philly. Like, let's run Philly. Mm -hmm. Like, you can run Philly. Philly's a good option. Like, you know, don't just like scrap 
your whole training block because I could see from Strava that she was training real hard for stuff. So whatever. I saw her and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, good for her. She's having a great day. She was probably about a minute ahead of me. Yeah. So I made the turn and now I'm flying. I'm picking off everybody. I do this thing where I'm like, all right, guy up there in the white hat. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I see a guy like maybe, you know, 200 meters away. Run to him. Catch him. Pick another shirt. Pick a hat. Mm-hmm. Pick whatever. Just run to them. Run to them. I'm nobody's passing me. I'm passing every single other person on the road. And it, it was just the most amazing feeling ever. So I, my last five miles were my fastest five miles. In a marathon, my last five were the fastest, which I've never had happen before. Uh, my last mile was a 618. Wow. <laughs> which included like double barrel fist pumps, like coming through the, like, you know, the down, because like it gets real crowded by the, uh, with, with fans, by the, uh, uh, things you know, and you know if they weren't if they weren't loud enough for me, I asked right. them for more noise. Mm-hmm. You know, you of know, course. you know, Conti, um, fit crazy, right? And uh, by by about twenty four and a half or so, I caught Kelsey, and I could see that she was kind of you know she was she was having a great race, but you know, it's twenty four and a half mm-hmm. miles into a race, so I was like, I'm feeling really good, like, like get on my back, like let's go, and you know, just in case she was maybe struggling. And, you know, but at that point, I just had the mots. I got the mots, and I just was moving. So I, I ended up finishing, like, I think she finished just under 256, which is amazing. Awesome. I finished 255.12, and, uh, you know, just, just had a really good day. I, I, I you know, basting my, uh, in my great time for, for a day or two, and then I look back and said, shit, I could have done that faster. Oh, my gosh, yep. There's no peace. Mm-hmm. There's no peace. You start looking for the next one. You're like, I guess I was in shape and mm-hmm. shit. I just kind of at 46 years old wasting an opportunity to run a really fast race. Oh, stop. But no, that's just me. That's what that's what that's what drives us, yes. right? I mean, look, if we weren't doing that mm-hmm. and we were completely happy and accepting, you know, the the fact that that mediocrity. You know, we a, well, it's not mediocrity, but you know, just that for you, it's like, I mean. At, how many bullets do we have left in this gun here? You know what I mean? And like to, to go out and train and, and have, a, you know, half a year, nah, like, you know, three, four months of, mm-hmm. of a year dedicated to this and then not trust it. Right. Go out there. But you never know. If I did go out faster, I probably, you know, I definitely wouldn't have had the, the, the energy uh, coming in late. But right. man, I, 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 some people, some people finish the, um, the marathon in Philly, and it's right near the art museum, which mm-hmm. is the Rocky Steps. Yeah, people will finish the marathon and then get their medal, and then like go over and run up the Rocky Steps. Like at the end, it's like a kind of kooky thing. Like mm-hmm. no, no, like no, like really, you know, it's usually the people who have like done their first marathons right. or like the people that jog it, you know, and don't really race it that will do something like that. But I was like, motherfucker, I'm considering that. Like <laughs> I got energy here, but then my hips. Once oh. you stop running, your hips are like, oh, right, oh, yeah, those. oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the little hip flexors there from lifting your leg up and down for, you yeah. know, two Billion hours times. and 55 mm-hmm. miles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots of steps. <laughs> My step count was high. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, honestly, really good day. And I uh, got... Uh, Went back to the hotel, showered, got in the car, drove home, made it to my kid's soccer game at one o'clock. Nice. Nice. That's how it's done. So what, tell, tell everyone out there, what is your go-to like hydration and 
fueling before, during, and after? That's what I want to know. It's uh, before. I've been doing something for a long time, and I just and I've been seeing it advertised lately. I drink Pedialyte. Yeah, I drink Pedialyte. Three hundred and seventy grams of sodium is Pedialyte. That is so. That's like night before, morning of. Two bottles, one the night before. Like the, big, the, the medium fucking bottles. Yeah, got like, big ass jug of that uh-huh. thing. Whatever they got. Extra strength. What flavor? I don't know. Uh, orange. I did orange, okay. but that's just because I went to But at the CBS. night before? So I drank a big old bottle of it the night before. We went carbo load. I had some friends that were running too, so okay. we went out to some, you know, Philly Walnut Street, you know, Italian joint. Okay. Uh, and which was fantastic. We sat around, like, you know, early dinner, in bed early. But I, I, I will drink that. But usually my carb loading will start, like, on a Sunday marathon, like, Thursday around noon. Okay. I'll, I'll pick up just, you know, with each little meal, you're just adding a little bit more to it. I'm not like strictly eating carbs or like just like eating loaves of bread or anything like that. But, you know, if like if I have a, a salad or something for lunch, which I normally do, mm-hmm. I'll have some, you know, maybe a side of rice with it or some rice and beans or something okay. with it. You know, just something. So that kind of builds up the night before. It's just like whatever pasta. I'll throw anything at it. You know, um, driving down, I had some pretzels okay yeah just just standard stuff i mean there's no you don't have to get too too wacky with it um you know you just kind of make sure that you are going into the race with your levels topped off mm-hmm. right so you you go into the race knowing that your levels of glycogen or you know hi, hi, hydration's good you don't want to be you know i usually have to get up and pee a couple nights at times during you know mm-hmm. night the night of sleep before the race just because you know, I'm hydrated right. very well. So, and it's usually a restless night's sleep anyway. So I, um, you know, get that going. And then the morning of, I'll take the last thing of Pedialyte and then you show up for the race, a cup of coffee, you know, some, uh, I got a bagel from the, you know, the place, the, the, uh, the restaurant in, mm-hmm. the, in the hotel, they had a little cafe. So I got a bagel from there and then you're off. Uh, and then on the course mm-hmm. early and often, hydration at each stop because all you're trying to do then so you go into the race with your with your levels topped off and then your whole goal is to keep them topped off right so just supply 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 so i carry goo i do a goo five miles five ten fifteen and twenty um and that usually does the trick and then you know sip a gatorade so all these uh like all the uh water stations like you go to a big race like Boston, there's a water station every mile. Mm-hmm. You have no excuse Great. not to be topped off, right? You have no excuse not to be topped off. Philly was there was probably, you know, there's probably half of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, maybe there was 15 water stations, but the way they, the water stations are usually set up is Gatorade uh, is first, and then the back table is you know tables is water. So sip a, sip a Gatorade. There's not much in the cup anyway. Just gonna get it down. Sip of water, and you're going. You were just going to the next one, just trying to keep those uh, levels up. Uh, you know, not running super fast helps too. Like you know, you know, if you if you burn all of your energy and you run a stupid race, right? Like you go out way too fast, you're going to burn more. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to burn it faster. A lot of it comes from the training, though, right? That's why people follow marathon training programs and you know long distance training programs is to get their body ready for the task. 
So if you just don't train at all, like during the buildup, I'm looking right at her. Uh, <laughs> during the buildup, you don't really train your body to, you know, burn its fuel efficiently. So, um, you know, longer, easier rounds will teach you to burn the fat a little bit easier. Um, so whatever. It's uh, just rolling. I mean, I had it. Mm-hmm. It was easy. I never got tired in a marathon. Wow. Sickest feeling in the world. <laughs> and just enough to, like I said, kick myself the next day and say, what the frick were you doing out there? But. So what's next? So then what is, what's now on the agenda? What are your eyes on? Because you qualified for Boston with that. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but not this Boston. So the next right. Boston. But that's okay. Uh, I'm going to Africa. Are you definitely going to Africa? I'm, we're like very, very close to going to Africa in March to run a marathon there um, through the Joe Strummer Foundation. All right. Let's let's talk about that for a second. So I've talked about it as much as I, I – I will talk about it as much as we can, but not that I have anything to hide. It's just – No, but plans the are whole still Africa thing, like, w- like what? All right. So, so what's the purpose? What's the like – because you don't just be like, hey, we're going to go to Africa and right. run. Run a marathon. Yeah. So um, in in late August, through the Joe Strummer Foundation Running uh, Club, JSF Runners, that I helped set up and organize, we did uh, we did a virtual run for Joe Strummer's birthday. And if you don't know what it is, just, just go Google Joe Strummer. You'll find out who he is. All right? He's the, he's the lead singer. He's the he's – the, He's the heart, heart and soul of the clash, mm-hmm. right? He passed away in 2002. There's a foundation, uh, Joe Strummer Foundation, and we set up a running club for that because Strummer was a runner. So um, at least he ran marathons. I don't know if he was a runner, but he ran marathons. And uh, so we had a virtual run for his birthday, August 21st. We you know, had a run that you could donate and run and kind of have some fun and just, you know, there was nobody's, it was, nobody was twisting anybody's arm to donate or anything like that. But, you know, just put it out there and said, you know, we'd love to have you donate and the money would go to the foundation. The foundation's um, set up to create empowerment through music and create opportunity for people through music. So they go to places where people wouldn't have the opportunity to pay for, you know, studio time and producers and, you know, all the things that it takes to actually make music mm-hmm. that people can hear on a large scale. So, you know, sometimes maybe it's instruments or whatever it is. So um, one of the projects that the Joe Strummer Foundation has uh, works with a group uh, called the Way Out Project, and that is in Freetown, Sierra Leone. Uh, and they, you know, we raised some money for them. And, we, you know, there's a long lasting uh, long uh, standing relationship between the foundation and that um, group that does the you know amazing kids there's a lot of you know it's it's not a wealthy place um you know it's it, there's a lot of slums and neighborhoods that are you know really just shanties and they uh you know then these kids get in there i call them kids cuz they're they are pretty young they get in there they make music um they're able to work with producers i think what they did is they have like a van that they turned into a mobile recording studio. That's so cool. yeah, so they can go over the so they can go and like the van will roll up and they don't have to have like a brick and mortar type of place because mm-hmm. they just don't exist. So we donated some money, they sent us back, you know, video of it and the foundation has, you know, just they have a relationship. So there's more business to be done there and around February or March and Jamie Webb, 
the awesome my 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 homie um who runs the foundation says like you know which can, can would you be able to go over there yeah hey mate you know you go over and run a marathon in Sierra Leone and so I said fuck yes <laughs> like yes 10 times over and whatever it takes we'll figure it out so there's another big group called Running Punks which is you know uh was founded and you know created by this uh, guy Jimmy Watkins who's an awesome dude former like Great Britain um Olympic trialist mm-hmm. more of like a track guy 800 one, uh, you know 1500 meter guy and uh you know kind of the same thing got out of running cuz his career was over got a little bit older you know maybe was hitting booze a little bit too you know just kind of like the story of so many people then they just got out of health and then Mm -hmm. he's got himself back into health he started running punks it's a big huge global club that's you know doesn't have a membership or anything other than like following on instagram and just like being a part of it and uh so they have they have races and things that in wales Mm -hmm. right so he i think they're coming there's another club called Primal Roots. I think they're going to have some some people there. And then we're looking for some sponsors and somebody, you know, people to help um you know, raise some money for the project. Uh you know, so sneaker companies and things like that. We're working on some a few things that uh that that should work. We're we're not there yet, but it it should work out. And we're going to go in I think early March as of now and run just like a ad hoc marathon that were put together and um the way out foundation the the the, the club that or the um mm-hmm. the group that's there in sierra leone has a running club they started their own they started a running club which is awesome so we're gonna have some help there and just probably like some kids on bikes guiding us through like a you know 26.2 miles like pretty hot weather so what does so then what does that so what are you raising money for by going over there like what is that so, the, so if so, if people like people listening want to get involved. What what do they do, and then where does that so, money so go? Again, the Way Out Project is is a recording and film group okay. in Sierra Leone. So that's their that's their project. Okay, and the Strummer Foundation will you know will provides them with fun, you know just fundraising. Okay. So it's like you know they raise money. The, the foundation raises money for itself and then distributes okay. it to other company, you know, or other, uh, you know, projects and things like that, that would use it. Okay. So again, they, they help with studio time, whether it's, you know, working with producers and instruments. And some of these kids have become like famous, you know, like they, they wouldn't have had the opportunity to make this music at all. Mm-hmm. And here they are, you know, they get, I guess, whatever the equivalent of radio play is, you know, they become stars uh, which is neat because there's no opportunity. I mean, it's, it's, I've seen some videos. I don't know. It's, it's, there's some, you know, it's, it's not, not like a normal neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, over in Sierra Leone. Uh, there's some really nice stuff there. There's waves. I think I'll probably get to surf on there. Um, and there's, you know, I've, I've seen there's beaches and it's, you know, it's very tropical and, and nice, but there's just very little opportunity. And that's just one of the projects that, that Joe Stormer Foundation, will send money to I think they you know they've got stuff in England they've got stuff you know potentially here in the states and and they'll you know just make sure that there's some funding even if it's a little bit for people that wouldn't you know empowerment through music it's just you know opportunity through music their talent is music and you know unfortunately music costs money to 
make and you know and it, it could be terribly expensive and if they don't have that opportunity then a lot of it's lost on the world mm-hmm. right it just doesn't get it, it just never known it's like in a vacuum so you know pretty cool so all right but then that's not like a race like that's you're not doing that for like a i'm gonna run a two no. 43 but so that's like that's like a real you know so what's next after that are you passion project yeah, yeah that's like no, a passion but i am gonna project. go run a marathon right and then what's after like what like real race i don't know you what know? do you want to run conti you want to run chicago and in, in the fall again i don't have anything for the spring because i don't know i'd have to find a spring marathon I could train for a spring. Um, I'm. I. I don't have the. I didn't have the qualifying time, the way that there was no races. Boston's qualifying times, mm-hmm. where I didn't have anything within the qualifying window. Yeah, it was like a week later. Was Philly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I got a. I got a. Uh, I got a uh, lottery bid in for London. Me but that's, too. But that's Always. in the fall. Always, I'm still waiting. It's been like ten years. That's going to be in the fall this year. Don't worry. Is once it? we get, once we get the charity partnership set up for Joe Sturmer Foundation, because that was the original, like that was my original message to them was uh-huh. like, you know, you can raise a lot of money being charity partners for yeah. these large races. And I looked on like the charity partnerships for London. I looked at it in New York, and and you know, and it wasn't there. It wasn't a charity partner. So I'm like, if you establish these charity partnerships. And, you know, from there you kind of have team coaching and stuff right. like that. And just like that was my pitch to them. Like let's let's look into it. But a lot of the um, races because of COVID, they weren't even sure if they are going to have the races. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have it set up. They don't have like they're not accepting new charity partnerships. And it, there's a whole thing because it's got to be, you know, it's a British charity and New York City Marathon. You know, like how do you right. – IRS don't give a shit about British mm-hmm. charities. So like how does it all work? So, um, you know, there's some logistics and legwork and stuff like that. But once that opens and if they do get in London and they do have charity bib opportunities, you know, I'm pretty sure we can get our our, our hands on one for you, Conti. We'll we'll see what happens. See what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Um, You know, and then, uh, but I'm down. I'm down. I mean, I'd like to maybe, I'd like to maybe come back down a little bit in distances and um, work on like the 5K speed and the half marathon stuff. Uh, Well, um I'm thinking about uh, a forty-two, forty-two um, on December thirtieth, which would be like mm, an alternating bike run for forty-two <laughs> miles. <laughs> All right. So that's where I'm at at this point because I'm I'm not freaking running forty-two miles. It's not happening. I just don't feel like it. That's why. Period. All- the end. I don't feel like it. Period. Done. Period. All right. This. All right, Done, alternating bike alternating run for bike 42 miles. For 42 miles. Dude, count me in on that. I thought that that would be fun. Hell yeah. Because people can ride their bike. They can run. You know what I mean? So it's not – and I just – I feel like it would be a nice break. Like, And how fast are those miles going to be on the bike, right? So yeah. it, it'll be quick, you know, a quick like five-mile bike, five-mile run, five-mile bike, like back and forth. And that then, is a that right? is a horrible idea. Isn't that great? Count me in. See? That's a terrible idea. Oh, man. Yeah. That's my idea for now. I'm not sure if that's going to be 100% yet, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I, um, that's Conti's birthday, by the way. Yeah, that's because... Old girl's going to be 42. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 42. 42-42. That's it. Cheers. 42 for 42. Cheers to 42. You're looking good, kid. Love it. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm sh- sh- trying. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to do Boston for the Alzheimer's Association. Awesome. I forgot if I told you that or not. You did. But I will be, uh, I'll be running that. And then, and then the fall, though, I still, I'm headed to Chattanooga in the fall. <laughs> I'm an Ironman with Dr. Chatt- Mindy. Chattanooga Ironman? Yeah. Oh, you're going to kill that woman. I, I it's going to be interesting. We're not even, we're not, I, I made the executive decision. We're not shipping our bikes. We're just going to rent really freaking fast bikes in Chattanooga. People are like, oh my God, you're going to, you're going to not train and then ride a bike you haven't trained on. I'm like, okay, like that's anything different than I've ever done before. <laughs> Seriously. Tell them it's like riding a bike. Ser- it is. It's uh, yeah. Am I going to mess up on the brakes? I know where they are. I, I rode the first loop of Lake Placid in the wrong freaking chain. I think I can figure out Chattanooga at this point. So, all right, yeah, it'll be fun. All right, that's it. That's and that's it right now. Get so. some crew going for that. Fun. That will be fun. Fun times. All right. So until then, what do we got going on? Uh, the holidays. So much. So much. I think we're gonna have to um, do an, a, an additional holiday version because we just went crazy with running today. All right. So here's my here's my quick advice for the holidays. All right, but we're doing another one. Right, okay. We're that's totally fine. doing another one. Here's my quick advice for the holidays. Cuz no one wants the people who were like I just want a fucking holiday tip and then they just listen to 45 minutes about running and they're like I don't even fucking run. Right. So like all the runners are like this is awesome. But they're so that's why here's we're going to do another one. Here's a little teaser, a little taste. One. All right, all right. <laughs> little, te- little teaser, a little taste of the holidays, and it's good advice. I get my mind out of right. the gutter. Don't be the fucking obnoxious, annoying fitness person, right? Trying to convert people who don't want to be converted during the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. Your family members will gain more by watching you be you than they will by listening to you tell them to be like you. Right. Ooh, look at that piece of advice. Do you understand that? Ooh, right. That's deep, Brian. That's deep. Right. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's you know no because everyone that turns people off. Yeah. Right. Right. Nobody cares a shit what you eat. Nobody cares a shit what you did. You know, to exercise that day. Most of the people just mm-hmm. want you know you to be you, and you'll right. inspire them more being you than you will by telling them to be like you. Are you dropping the mic on that? Suck on that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, there's, and in addition to that, if we want to, if we want to go on from this one, this is just so great. When you think about, um, where'd it go? When you think about, you know, different things that people say for the holidays, um, my favorites are like, May none of your real feelings slip out at holiday dinners. <laughs> There's another great piece of advice for you. So um, yeah. don't bring up LinkedIn, okay, right. on to me at the holidays or anyone else. Um, you know, may you not talk about anything regarding politics uh, so or yeah. religion or COVID. I'm at the point in this world where I'm always like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, rile up your, your like, crazy uncle with the red Trump hat. And, oh, my and, God. And, and get, her to, get him to engage in conversation with your woke niece who just yes. got back from first semester of college. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, let's have those two do yes, it out. Yes, uncle, <laughs> uncle Bobby. <laughs> I would real- love to hear all the research you did so <laughs> that you know COVID doesn't, oh, you know, doesn't right. exist. 
I uh, I need to do my own research. Really, you barely graduated high school. You're doing your own research. Right. Like, do you know what that means? I just, yeah. What What do you want? PubMed all the time. Dude, it's on the it's top like, of your bookmark. I just watch you drink 55 Bud Lights. <laughs> do your own research. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? I really don't have an Uncle Red Hat, but they're out there. They're really out there. Mm. Yeah, we. Uh, it's great. What are you gonna do? great and we value everyone we love you all (laughs) (laughs) except if you do your own research we've we've questions because i i just have a lot of questions i had a friend of mine tell me that no i did my own research this family members we family members and not maybe my immediate family but i do have this family that are like i do my own research i'm like no you fucking don't my buddy has not given a single fuck to his health in his entire life but he cares about this Uh uh-huh but because it's political, right. you know, whatever. I'm like, all right, good. I'm like, you're the kind that die mm-hmm. <laughs> from COVID. <laughs> you're really the kind that die, you know, like 100 pounds overweight, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe drink, maybe smoke, maybe do eat yeah. a terrible diet. All I mean, that shit. It's fine. It's yeah, everything's fine. But then again, but then again, I don't want to be that guy either, you know. Goody two, goody two, goody right, goody right. two shoes. Don't drink, don't smoke. What, what do, do you, you do? do? You run. That's what you do. <laughs> you run. You do a lot of running. That's it's therapy. Nobody run. likes a goody two shoes. Therapy. It's a, we're not that good. Well, first of all, if you, you don't live on the island of misfit toys, you ain't my friend. <laughs> okay. I said that again to someone the other day about like you know people having like you know just. If you're, if you're my wolf pack every year, I'm always like, if you don't live on that island, you know, yeah, you can't fire me. I quit. Okay. So yeah, I am the fish that breathes oxygen. I am the, the train that has a, a square wheel. You know, everything's off. I'm, I could totally I'm an elf who wants to be a dentist. A cartoon Conti on the island of Misfit Oh Toys. my gosh. Yes. Fit right in. Think if you're not broken in some way, then I don't I don't understand you. Like I don't understand. Can't compute. Ah, oh, we gotta can't compute. Embrace the adversity. Embrace the crazy. Right, That's the crazy that adversity, man. That is. I, I just if not, you're not interesting. Oh my god, you're, you're not interesting to me. Oh, to right? be continued. There's so there's so much more. There's so many bazillion things going on right. right now. So so let's save it. We'll do it. We're saving we'll, it, yeah. and we'll have another um, promise update for all of you. We've got book. some really good guests, but I will book it. I will book, book it because we Conti. had to hear. We had to hear the update because you annihilated Philly. So that was kind of like I took precedent today. So everyone else, you're gonna have to. Well, thank you. You're gonna have to suck it up with your holidays for a couple more weeks before we and give you our tips. We're not editing shit on this one. We will <laughs> leave it all in. <laughs> we'll give you our tips. <laughs> Oh, with that said, <laughs> it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Brennan. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.